I am happy to be joined here by our first lady, uh, my wife, Casey. We got Mason on the lap. There he is sitting there. Over the past four years, she spearheaded efforts to help our youth avoid drugs, promote emotional resiliency in schools, and provide a pathway to prosperity for the less fortunate. She also gave birth to our daughter, Mamie, and most recently fought a battle against breast cancer. I was here last year saying we would be able to announce that she was cancer free, and I can tell you she is cancer free and she is doing better than ever. Now she's taken her experience as a cancer survivor and helped to launch the Cancer Connect Collaborative which will rethink Florida's battle against cancer by breaking down long-standing silos between researchers, cancer facilities, and medical providers to provide and improve research and treatment. And I want to thank her for taking her experience, as difficult as it was, and applying it in ways that are going to help people battle cancer. Thank you so much. That was Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis delivering his 2023 State of the State Address. This episode of C-SPAN's podcast, The Weekly, is a best of. It's the best of this year's State of the State Governor Addresses. You'll hear all the top moments, personal moments, like from Governor DeSantis, impressive literary mentions, yummy food mentions, a joke or two, a cameo mention of Ted Lasso, and what might be the first time a governor cited both South Park and Lord of the Rings. All heard on C-SPAN. Toward the end of his State of the State address, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis singled out his wife. At the beginning of his State of the State address, Democratic North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper recognized a whole lot more family. With me tonight is my remarkable wife, our First Lady Kristen, our three wonderful daughters, Hillary, Natalie, and Claire, and my son-in-law, Zach, and my brother, Pell, all of whom I'm thankful for each and every day. Thank you, guys. So grateful for all of you. Republican Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt recognized his wife, Sarah, and named legislation after her. Sarah inspires me every day by her passion for helping Oklahomans, specifically Oklahomans who come from disadvantaged communities, or a broken family, or have been stuck in a cycle of poverty. In 2021, through her vision and your collaboration, I signed the Sarah Stitt Act into law, codifying her hard work. Its success has been widespread, not just in our state, but other states across the nation, like Arizona and Louisiana, and it even caught the attention of the White House. This year, I'm looking forward to enacting the next step the Sarah Stitt Act 2.0. And this bit of Inside the Family tomfoolery from Republican Utah Governor Spencer Cox. Since 1852, territorial and state governors have been delivering a state-of-the-state message in Utah. But this is the first time that elected officials in the legislature have been accompanied on the House floor by their children, grandchildren, nieces and nephews, and other young family members. Abby and I are joined this evening by our youngest daughter, Emma Cates. I will warn each of you that she received her Utah driver's license just a few weeks ago. (laughs) 
Now, should uh, any legislator within the sound of my voice tonight choose to run a bill changing the legal driving age to 21, I know a governor very interested in signing that bill. <laughs> I, uh, I did promise her I would try to limit the number of dad jokes tonight. A change of scenery, Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott was not before the Texas legislature in Austin for his State of the State address. He was in San Marcos. I'm speaking to you from the manufacturing floor of Novion. Novion is a cutting-edge business in the critical field of rare earth elements. They provide essential materials for things used every day, like refrigerators, trucks, MRI machines, and oil rigs. They even make materials for ballistic missiles for the United States of America to defend itself. Democratic Maine Governor Janet Mills gave her address on Valentine's Day and gave out treats, lobster treats. And as my Valentine's Day gift to you, when you leave the chamber, you will find chocolate lobster treats from our friends at Wilbur's of Maine and Freeport. A treat I hope that tastes much sweeter in the wake of our victory in Congress to pause the unfair right whale regulations imposed by the federal government on our lobster industry. On the other side of the country and on another ocean, we heard about different seafood from Alaska Republican Governor Mike Dunleavy. We know that some of our most valuable fisheries are in trouble. Halibut, Western Alaska salmon, and Bering Sea crab are vital not only to our economy, but to Alaska's way of life. Fishing is the beating heart of Alaska, there's no doubt. It's provided food and shaped the culture of Alaska for thousands of years. It's the largest source of private sector jobs in the state. It generates millions of dollars in revenue for our coastal communities as well. Some governors gave history lessons about their state, like Kansas Governor Laura Kelly. She's a Democrat, but mentioned two Republicans. Think also of Dwight Eisenhower, who during World War II led this country, the world, through the toughest battle it had ever known, without an eye to politics or partisanship. He was so revered, in fact, that both parties thought he should be their candidate for president in 1952. And think of the one, one of the brave men that General Eisenhower led during that war, our own Bob Dole, who went on to become a U.S. senator and teamed up with a Democrat from Iowa to expand civil rights by passing the Americans with Disabilities Act. Another state history lesson from South Carolina Republican Governor Henry McMaster. It is believed that the first European Jewish settlers arrived in Charleston around 1700 from all over Europe to take advantage of the civil and religious liberty afforded in the colony of South Carolina. The congregation of Kahal Kadosh Beth Elohim has been the oldest synagogue in continuous use in North America and is known as the cornerstone of American Reform Judaism. By 1800, South Carolina had the largest Jewish population of any state in the United States. Democratic Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker also added a Jewish history element to his State of the State address. As Elie Wiesel said, we must always take sides. Neutrality helps the oppressor, never the victim. Silence encourages the tormentor, never the tormented. With that in mind, I want to take sides on something that I feel obligated to speak out about. 
especially given the history of anti-Semitism and discrimination suffered by my ancestors and that persists for so many others today. There is a virulent strain of nationalism plaguing our nation, led by demagogues who are pushing censorship with a particular attack right now on school board members and library trustees. In one single sentence, we learned from Democratic Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer the following. She keeps a gratitude journal and she watches Ted Lasso. Before I go, I want to talk about an American superpower, belief. I've always been a hopeful person. I believe in our bright future. I write in my gratitude journal every day and insist on quoting Ted Lasso, much to my staff's chagrin and occasional delight. A historical footnote, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer cited Ted Lasso in 2023. Former Massachusetts Republican Governor Charlie Baker cited Ted Lasso in 2021, delivering his State of the Commonwealth address. I know a lot of us watched a lot of TV over the past year. The pandemic drove us inside and the streaming services and cable networks took full advantage of that. Well, the show that sticks with me is Ted Lasso. It's positive, charming, heartfelt, and subtle. Big high fives to Saturday Night Live's Jason Sudeikis. I won't bore you with the details, but there was a moment in that show when Ted turns down the volume in a tense encounter and quotes a Walt Whitman phrase he saw on a banner at his son's high school. All it said was, be curious, not judgmental. Back to Michigan Governor Whitmer. In 2023, she cited the fictional coach of British football. In her 2023 State of the State address, Republican Alabama Governor Kay Ivey cited a real-life coach of American football, the home state hero from the University of Alabama, Nick Saban. Coach Saban has said before that while there are many trophies and championships in the game of football, the most life-changing achievement is getting an education. I could not agree more, Coach. The Saban Center, a partnership between the Saban family and the city of Tuscaloosa, will be an interactive and immersive, immersive STEM experience for young people from all over Alabama. And it won't be just limited to STEM. It will help students become even more well-rounded, exposing them to the arts and very appropriately sports sciences. This evening, I'm very proud to add the state to the team of partners making the Saban Center a reality. I believe this will be a learning center for many Alabamians for generations to come. And to that, I'll say, roll tide. Two great American literary figures were cited in State of the State addresses. Here's Ohio Republican Governor Mike DeWine. As author and civil rights activist James Baldwin once said, and I quote, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed unless it is faced. And here's Democratic Maryland Governor Wes Moore. To paraphrase, to paraphrase F, F. Scott Fitzgerald, who, by the way, is buried in Rockville, Maryland. He wasn't born here, but he knew where he wanted to spend the eternity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
We must hold these two contradicting items together at the same time and be determined to make them otherwise. Democratic Colorado Governor Jared Polis also had artistic inspirations, but his were, well, a bit different. Like the Nuggets, Nikola Jokic, who won back-to-back -back MVP awards but continues to fight for that championship alongside his teammates on the Nuggets. Or like Gandalf the Grey from The Lord of the Rings, who fought the Balrog through Moria's underworld, helping Frodo escape, and then returned as Gandalf the White to help defeat Sauron's army and give Frodo the chance to destroy the ring. And like Trey Parker and Matt Stone, who created the hit show South Park, and then one of the most successful Broadway musicals, and now they're tackling their greatest challenge of all, Casa Bonita. Which we're thrilled, by the way, will be opening this May. I got a sneak peek. You all are going to love it. Hey, what do you expect from a governor who also said this? Colorado is unique. We always have been. We're a state that just this year voted to cut the income tax again and legalize mushrooms. And now, our bonus clip. Why listen to state-of-the-state speeches on C-SPAN? Well, here's one reason. You never know when a governor giving a state-of-the-state address might one day be giving a state-of-the-union address. For instance, from 1991, here's Democratic Arkansas Governor Bill Clinton. As I was just recently formally sworn in before the General Assembly, I told them that I have learned over the last 10 years that governors do very little all by themselves. A few years ago in school, Chelsea was asked what her father did for a living, and she said he makes speeches, drinks coffee, and talks on the telephone. <laughs> we can do very little alone, those of us who occupy these positions. But together, there's very little we cannot accomplish. That was Governor Clinton on January 19th, 1991. On October 3rd, 1991, he announced his presidential campaign. And that's why we opened with Ron DeSantis. A reminder now, you can do your own searches in the C-SPAN video library. Look up many more State of the State addresses delivered by governors in all 50 states. Our collection goes all the way back to 1986 and includes many other eventual presidential candidates, some of whom also got elected, like this Republican Texas governor, speaking in 1997, six years after Bill Clinton. Lieutenant Governor Bullock, Speaker Laney, members of the House, members of the Senate, distinguished members of the judiciary, members of the executive branch, my fellow Texans. Speaker Laney mentioned her, but I want to tell you, I can't tell you how proud I am to be married to the greatest first lady our state has ever known, Laura Bush. That's it for this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly. Thanks for listening and happy searching.